Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so, so over the moon for today's episode of Authentic. Um, I know that I talk about Greek life quite a bit on here, but I feel like this season of life is extremely relevant to many of the people that are listening, um, you know, especially with rush just ending for some and about to begin for others. In today's episode, we're going to touch on not only the rush process, but how to navigate Greek life as a Christian and how to not make it your whole identity. This episode is for current members, PMs, and even for those who have dropped their sorority or never even rushed. There's so much to be learned about how your identity is in Christ that's not just for Greek women, and I also think it's super important for other Christians to understand Greek women and to be able to fully love and know them better. So enjoy, Um, and also we have a few technical difficulties, but I don't think it interrupts any of the truths from being shared with y'all, so I'm so excited for y'all to listen. Hey everyone, so for today's important episode, I brought one of my good friends, Abby. I've known her for years now and I've learned so much wisdom and truth from her. She is brave, bold, and so, so kind. She's gentle, but also loud and one of the people I can fully be myself with. Abby is a Texas Tridel and she's the vice president of her chapter. Is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm making sure because she's right here. And she's also involved in Young Life. Um, and if you know her from high school and you're listening, you know she pretty much ruled the school with everything she's involved in. Um, she's a junior, so she knows both sides of Rush. And also, plug, Abby's a huge Ozark girl, so we'll talk about her spending her summer there a little bit later. But without further ado, welcome this lovely lady <laughs> to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Um, one, I did not rule the school. <laughs> Two, I thought it was so funny that you said brave, bold, and kind. Was that like a little play on Tridel? Because Ozark are- Wait, no. <laughs> I literally did not even. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. Say brave, bold, and kind. Wait, I didn't even know that. Wait, I was that's like, really weird. She's brave. And she's also bold. Like, you make a lot of bold decisions, but you're still kind to people. I literally go try it out, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Of deltas. Wait, that's actually crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your relationship with the Lord, and kind of your sorority experience um, briefly. Yeah. So, uh, Lauren and I kind of grew up with each other pretty much. Um, we've known each other for a really long time. I grew up in Houston, and now I go to the University of Texas. Um, I am super involved in Tridel. I am now the vice president of operations, which is kind of funny, which we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, my walk with the Lord, I have grown up in a Christian household, thankfully. Uh, my parents have raised me Christian and have really given me opportunity to see what it looks like to walk in faith. Um, and yeah, something that I've really clung on to my whole life and can't wait to share a little bit about it with y'all today. Yay, I'm so excited. This is the first one I've done in person, so I'm really excited about that. Okay, so the first question is, how have you learned to not make your sorority your identity? I thought this was good to start with just because I think that's the biggest issue that a lot of girls in Greek life face. So, Yeah, I think that when you're spending so much time, especially leading up to like rush and bid day, you spend all this time thinking about like what it's going to look like. And so you find yourself a lot of the time just being like, this is what my life is going to look like and I can't wait to do this, this, and this. And it kind of just really clouds your brain. Like it's all you think about for a lot of time. But I think it's really important that you just take a step back for a minute. And while it's such a great thing to be a part of, like sororities are so special, but it's not everything. And it's not going to break, make or break who you are. It's not going to make or break your college experience. Like it's just a little part of your life that gets to make it special, you get to make special friends, but it's not all that you are. And I think that's so important to think about when you're going into Rush because 
when you choose to make it all you are, when it doesn't go the way you want, it can really break you down. Um, and that's not really what Rush is meant to do. And so, yeah, just kind of reminding yourself of that truth is so important because letters are not who you are at all by any means. No, that's so good. Um, it's like fun watching you talk. I'm like, oh, she's such an eloquent speaker. It's so fun because <laughs> we've never like talked in this form before. We definitely yeah. have never spoken like this before. <laughs> um, but it's crazy because I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as like before we rushed, like when we were the summer before going into college, we just spent a lot of time together because it was like um, COVID summer. And so like mm. all we would do is talk about rush with each other. And it was like unhealthy, honestly. And, like, I put my identity and my sorority before I even was in one. Yeah. So, and, like, definitely made it, I, what's, what did you say? Like, made it a bigger deal in my head or, mm-hmm. like, had all these expectations. So, that's important for anyone going through to just think about that. Okay, so the next question I have is what tips do you have for girls on how to separate who they are from their letters? Okay, so just going back to, like, what I said before, it's so important that you don't find your identity in the letters that you wear, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to completely separate yourself from your sorority. Um, I think that we join these organizations to become a part of something bigger and to be able to find girls that are like-minded and be able to find girls that carry themselves well. And so if you're going to join an organization, like you want that to be a big part of your life in the same way that you would be known for doing young life or like known for doing a ministry. Um, But there's still a line, I think, when you find your worth in that group of girls and they can uplift you and encourage you, but ultimately everything needs to be pointing to the Lord. And like, it's funny because yesterday I was thinking about this. I was sad because all my friends moved into the house yesterday and I'm still in Houston because I'm interning. Um, But I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, I want to be there so badly. But also just like, how sweet is it that around like, two years ago when I was in school at this time, like my freshman year, I just wanted to be out of Austin so badly. Like <laughs> I really struggled with my freshman year. Um, and looking at it now, just like God's fruition. And like, now that I want to be in Austin, like that is just such a blessing and such a God thing in my life. Um, and that's what I found in these girls that I'm friends with and tried out. Um, so it's not necessary to completely separate yourself from your, from your sorority, but just don't find your worth in it completely. That was so good because I was just thinking, how can you separate yourself? So that was good. And I mean, obviously not everyone listening knows Abby, but it is so cool. I didn't even think about that. Just like what a few years difference the Lord can like change in your life. Yeah. Wait, wow. That Lauren was there happy. when I was down I was, in the trenches. <laughs> I was there. I was there. And I mean, look at you now. Not who would have guessed because that's not really me. <laughs> who like, would have guessed? guessed? But like kind of. Who would have guessed? Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so next is... What tips do you have for girls on how to separate who... Okay, I just asked that. (laughs) Excuse me, everyone. Speaking to the girl who didn't get the house they wanted, whether they're a freshman or senior, and I kind of put the freshman or senior part because, like, they're going to be a freshman who listens to this and it's bid day Mm -hmm. and they're like, I hate this house, it sucks. And there can also be a senior who's like, I hate this house now, this happened and this happened, or, like, I've always not liked where I am. So, like, I feel like it can kind of be more of a universal thing. So, kind of, like, speak to everyone when answering this, if that makes sense. Um, I honestly haven't ever heard a senior that just completely hates the rush experience and like still hates the sorority that they're in up until their senior year. Um, but I can speak mainly to the freshmen. I hope that y'all know that a no in recruitment 
is sometimes the biggest blessing you can get. Um, I personally went into Rush with a house that I wanted, two houses that I wanted. Um, and one of them was like, I know I fit in this sorority. Like, this is my people. They are so like me. And I ultimately got a no from them. And it was obviously so sad at the time. But looking back at it now, like, that was such a God thing. Because, like, in hindsight, I wouldn't have fit into that sorority as well as I thought of. I thought I would have. And now in Tridel, like, I feel like I am just like a puzzle piece in this huge picture. And it's, like, not complete without every single person that's in it. And so a no, like as much as it hurts, like it's okay, it's rejection, it's hard. But also like God knows what he's doing. And as I know y'all hear this so, so much, but like the process does work. Like it's as crazy as it is, somehow everyone ends up in their place and like everything just, all the pieces fall to place. Um, And so just really cling on to that and trust that. And also like at the end of the day, until you're in the sorority, you are a person on the outside looking in. Like, you don't know fully what it's like. And so you don't know the great parts that you're missing of it or the bad parts that you're not seeing. Like, you can only see so much until you're a member of it. And so really hold on to the fact that, like, every sorority has such great things to offer. Um, They have such great people in them. And they, like, clearly love you if they're wanting you back so much. Like, they're going to love you so well when you're in that chapter. And so really hold on to the fact that it's just like a stepping stone thing. And like those no's are just like pushing you to that yes. And it's God's yes for you. It's not your yes, because obviously he's not gonna put you in a place where he doesn't think you belong. Um. Okay, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties. Um, but anyways, as I was saying is a lot of people um, don't really talk about how like a sorority loves you and sorority wants you and like you can be really upset because like you're not where you wanted to end up on bid day but it's like someone there wanted you whether it's someone you talk to during rush or someone who knows you outside of it and I feel like that's a really sweet thing of being like already loved by people and we like kind of take that for granted you know what I'm saying we're like well no. these people didn't like me so everything's messed up but th- these like how many girls are in a sorority like 400 these 400 girls want to be my sisters so I don't know just something to think about And it's also not necessarily that a sorority didn't like you. That's why they dropped you. Like a lot of the time it's a perspective of like, I think that there's another chapter that they'd fit so great in. And maybe this isn't in their home, but there is another place that is. Yeah, that was good to add. I probably shouldn't (laughs) be saying they don't like you because that's not true. I'm being dramatic, but. um, Okay, so the next question is speak to the girl who's having trouble finding community in their sorority and where should they look for that? Um. For me, at least, community was something I really struggled with freshman year. I had some great friends, but also, like, we were going through COVID, um, which obviously is not as big of a deal in a freshman, in a freshman's first year of college. But for us, like, it was difficult. We had a lot of restrictions placed on our ability to see and meet people. We weren't in classes, all that stuff, um, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about or experienced. <laughs> um, but as much as you hear this also, I'm going to say a lot of cliche things that I think Okay, I'm going to say a lot of cliche things, but there are things that are so true. And sometimes you don't know until you experience it, but it's something that you get told and just like actually soak it in. Don't let it go in when you're out the other, like actually take it in and use those like tidbits of information to remind yourself that it's normal to experience certain things and that you should be showing yourself grace in those situations. Um, That's something I didn't do a very good job in my freshman year, but community is hard in college. Um, 
at least Lauren and I, I know for me, both of us, we grew up in the same community our whole entire life. And so when you grow up in the same community and you get thrown into a new city, most of the time with people that you didn't grow up with. In my case, I did have people I grew up with, but, <laughs> um, just like your go-to people, not by your side. And then like your parents aren't there. Like you're taking care of yourself. School's getting harder. Like there's just so much being thrown at you. Um, and so community is a really big part of that. I was able to find some awesome friends, people that are still some of my best friends today. Um, but it was still a struggle. Um, and I think the best thing you can do is truly just like put yourself out there, be intentional with meeting this person. Okay. Let's get coffee. Actually get coffee. Don't just say it. And then just say it to be nice. Like actually do it because I think moments at a coffee shop are some of the most intentional moments you have and some of the moments where you get to know people the best and I know that for me and my friends that's what happened my one of my best friends Aubrey I we had a profit share and I asked her if she wanted to go with me that was the first time we ever hung out we hung out for 14 days straight after that wait I didn't know that's what y'all did the first time that's it was cute. it was our last two weeks of school which is so <laughs> sad <laughs> but it was our last two weeks of school I so I didn't meet her until the end of my freshman year but like we just instantly clicked and if I hadn't asked her to do that I'm sure we'd still be friends but like <laughs> would it have kickstarted that as soon as it did? And so it's just really taking initiative in situations and making the effort to find people, um, which I actually recently read Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Highly recommend reading. I bought it. So I'm planning on reading it after I finish the book I'm yes, reading now. definitely recommend. Very, a lot of wisdom about finding community and holding on to that community. Um, but yeah. That was good because... Um, I think social media, and we've talked about this mm. a lot, like our friends from high school, like social media makes it seem like everyone's found their best friends, the beginning of school, bid day, whatever. And like, sometimes people really do. And that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And we should be happy and celebrate those people. No. But um, a lot of people don't meet their close friends till later. Right. And like, that's okay. And like social media, I guess that's won't tell you that. But um, I mean, it's kind of crazy to expect within like a few days that you're going to meet your best friends for life no. too. Like, I don't think it's a very realistic thing. Um, so I like that you said that and also being intentional and it sounds like oh, whatever intentional, but like, I like two of one of my very best friends now, um, Emily and Caroline, I literally just texted them after young life one night and was like, do you want to go on a walk the next morning? Cause like they had been talking about that. And then now we're literally best friends. But if I was fearful and didn't text them, then like, you know, maybe we just would have still been friends, but it's like taking that bold step of asking people is super important. Yeah. So so the next thing I want to ask is what is the best part of your sorority? Just because I feel like sometimes like as Christians, we can make it negative. Like this is what's wrong with Greek life. And like, this is bad and watch out for this. And how do you navigate this? But there's some really awesome things about it. So I wanted you to kind of speak about that. And, you know, we can compare our sorority experiences in a loving way to, you know. <laughs> um. So it's funny. I, in high school, up until my senior year was like, I'm 100% anti-Greek life. Like I am not going to be I know that's like so funny that of all my high school friends, you're the one doing no, it actually is very comical, um, which is why it was funny that I'm a vice president. Like I'm one of the vice presidents of my sorority now, like uh, <sighs> ironic, but it is, that's such an easy answer. Like it's the people. I think everyone in my sorority is truly so genuine. Like I could pick up a conversation with any of them and just be so like intrigued by their, by my conversation and just feel like, just feel loved by the way they talk to me. Um, and I really don't think college would be the same without them. Truly, it's such a safe place. And I think that 
we something is so like I don't know how like I still don't know how and I'm in it but like our sorority my sorority is just like we are all so different like it is such a diverse group of girls but somehow like we all work together and I think it's because we all just love each other so well and we want to be there for each other we want to support each other we want to help each other grow um and I think that's just so evident in the way we talk to each other the way we want to spend time with one another um and just how we operate as a whole that's really sweet I feel like um my sorority is super similar to that too of just all being kind of different and a diverse group of girls but I think that's also a cool thing about rushing is like there's going to be hundreds of you so like it's going to be hard for y'all to all be exactly the same so I think that's a cool thing about I don't know people always you know stereotypes everyone's the same whatever but in Greek life but everyone's pretty different and I think that's really special so the next question is what mindset did you go into rush with and then if you rush now how would you approach it differently if you would I mean maybe you would do it the same I don't know but yeah I think I so since I went to a college that I just know a lot of people at and I know the reputation of I I'm the type of person who likes to be prepared. So I knew everything about all the houses already. <laughs> like I knew what was coming. I had my top houses. I was pretty much every basic girl that goes through Rush. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily bad. Like you want to get to know the people that you're talking to. And it's sometimes a little off-putting if you're just going into Rush and meeting all these people for the first time and not knowing anything about the chapter they're a part of. Because also it's a fast-moving process. Um, and I don't know if I would have approached it differently in that sense but more in the sense of like taking it where God is not put me where he wants because I thought I knew where God wanted me and obviously it wasn't where God wanted me it's where I wanted to be um which I did end up with one of my top two houses so <laughs> my process wasn't my process was pretty smooth to say the least but I think that just going in it and actually just like palms up saying Lord like place me where you want me because I think I wanted to go in and find the people that I thought I would fit best and that would make my college experience the best. And that wasn't, that was not what I would have gotten from the sorority that I wanted. Um, but this, the one I'm in is truly what's given me that. Um, but yeah, truly just like lifting up to the Lord because if he's in control, like nothing bad is going to happen. Might be but bad by the world standards, but nothing bad because he's going to protect you in that and he has you in his hand. Um, so just really hold on to that truth as you head into it and as you go through it. That's good. And I think that, I don't know if people are listening to this who aren't in Greek life and maybe you're not because like we just talked about it so much, but I feel like that's applicable to really anything you're yeah. doing in life, any big decisions you're doing or any big changes happening, just like palms up, giving it to the Lord. So that was very wise of you, Abby. I appreciate it. <laughs> so what did you learn about the Lord's character through Rush? And I kind of said like either side, like whether you were a PM rushing, what did you learn about the Lord's character? And then as you were rushing girls, like, you know, what's something you learned about the Lord's character or if it's the same thing, you know, whatever you have to say um I would say his sovereignty and just his wisdom like God just simply knows so much better than we do um in the way that our parents do God does <laughs> and he is going to pave the path for you that he knows his best and I've said this so many times already but truly he's going to plant you where he wants you and if we hold on to that truth uh our nerves, our anxiety, it's just going to be put at ease because we know that we're about to head into something great because the Lord has guided us on that path. And kind of as you were saying, like, this is so applicable to just beyond rush. Like, 
you're going to join organizations in college. You're going to join so many different things. And so this is, doesn't just apply to Rush. Like you're going to see the Lord move no matter where you go, if you're looking for it. And if you truly lift it up to him. Um, but yeah, it's just so evident that he is guiding me on the path that he wants me on. And sometimes even though I say no, he says you thought <laughs> and you're going to go down this path. Um, but truly, he is just so wise, as we already know. And he is just so caring. He loves us so well. And so we should remember that and hold on to that. That was really good. I just like soak up everything you say. And Abby's laughing. There's also a lot of distractions right now. My dog is whining and my mom's phone keeps ringing. So if you hear either of those, hopefully you're not and you're just thinking I'm crazy. But if you are, I'm really sorry. You know, the devil tries to get us with distractions. So, you know, we're not going to let him do that. Oh. Um, okay. So what advice do you have for P&Ms going through Rush and then current members? Like kind of give advice to both, both sides. Um, remind yourself that this is not a process that God created. This is a man-made, woman-made process, <laughs> and it's intense, and it moves very quickly, as I'm sure you know, regardless of what end you're on, and I can't defend that it doesn't have any flaws. Like, clearly, everything is, everything's going to have flaws, but honestly, I stand behind the fact that it works, because I look at our friend group here in high school, and us being like, we're all going to be in this sorority. Like we all know that we're all going to be like this and we're all going to be sisters. And oh my I can tell you, none of us ended up in the sorority. We thought we were all going to end up in. No, but seeing us in each of our sororities now, like it just makes sense. Um, and even though this process is fast, it moves quickly. It's nonstop, go, go, go. And it seems draining and it seems like it's just stupid and ridiculous. It's not like it works. Um, and there's so much preparation that goes into this process this is like there's just so much that goes into this that like people know what they're doing on both ends um and so it really just leans to the fact that it's gonna work out for you even if that means that you don't end up in a sorority yeah that's true because we have friends like that and yeah and that's so okay like truly maybe like I have a friend that ended up so much happier out of a sorority <laughs> than she would have ever been in a sorority and she's doing so so incredible in college um another reason why we should offer identity in a house but yeah it's everything is gonna fall into place everything just happens the way it should just as things always do true and also like not just the girls that are p&ms but girls who are um like rushing you might be like well like this girl didn't go my sorority and like this person whatever we had to cut her whatever the reasons are um like that's gonna be okay too and like y'all can still be friends in different houses and y'all can still um connect and grow so I think that's also something to keep in mind because I know like sometimes you put everything into wanting certain yeah. girls and and that doesn't work out that's still okay and you'll be you'll survive so and you can still be friends with them yes well that I didn't even mean to do that but I know that's I like actually didn't mean to do that. I should have probably tried to do that. Um, but are you friends with girls down the row? And what does that look like? Kind of a little PhD love segment. Um, kind of just speak on that. Um, because I could talk about this for hours, but I also feel like sometimes I might be a little more unique. So I want to hear from someone else about their panelytic friendships. Yeah, I have such great friends that aren't in Trido. A lot of my like closest group are Tridults, which is so awesome. Um, but I do have friends that are in other sororities and 
I think that's so fun. Like it's just mixing up your group of friends, like getting to experience new perspective and just new people is so fun and exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's great. <laughs> It really is. Sorry. We have some distractions. Like I said, I don't have a podcast studio and my sister just walked out the door to go to freshman Young Life. So plug Young Life. I yeah, guess. this just was my turn of thought when I answered that question, but authenticity. <laughs> authenticity. Sorry. You can go back to what you were talking about. I'm sorry that there's so many distractions, but maybe the next episode should be like how to stay undistracted. And I like lock myself in a room with my guests. Uh, I should have thought this in my room. I. <laughs> it's okay. This is fun too. Um, but yeah, I just think I talk about this a lot just because I have a lot of friends down the road. And so like, I know I can get redundant me saying it every podcast, <laughs> but um, truly like also when you graduate, like you're going to go into the workforce and you're not all going to be in a sorority and stuff. So like, I don't really know where I was going with that, but essentially just like, it's okay to have friends that aren't in your sorority. Cause I think I guess to freshmen, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can be friends with her. Like, she's a Kappa, like, whatever. Um, but, like, you can, and it's awesome. So, I just had to speak on that. Because, like, I don't know if I had that mindset exactly going in, but I'd be like, well, I don't know if she can be, like, my bridesmaid best friend. Because, like, she's in a different sorority, which it sounds really stupid. But, like, that's how I thought. So, just in case anyone's listening and they rush and they're like, well, my best friend is actually a KD or, like, um, like she's a Theta or, like, Pi Phi. You're, well, I'm a Pi Phi, so. But um, you can, like, say that. Then it's okay. So, sorry. I hope that even made sense. So, um, what advice do you have for girls in Greek life at bigger schools and not conforming to the ways of the world and standing out even when it's hard? Because you go to UT, I go to LSU, bigger schools, um, where I feel like we can kind of give examples of like, we've lived through going to these big schools and um, like the advice that we have for people um, going through that right now. Yeah, I think it's just so important as Christians, we're called to obviously model Christ and live a Christ-like life. Um, And I think as Christians, it's hard, but we have to be disciplined. And that's just not in our human nature. It's not what comes naturally to us. But what are we going to do to reflect the name of the Lord? And the way we act, the way we treat other people. Um... <laughs> okay, so how has the Lord used you in your house? Um, Honestly, I sometimes feel like the Lord has used the people in my house more than he's, he's used me, which not trying to like, you know, <laughs> bag on myself, like, I love being kind of people. I love reflecting Christ's name, but like I have just seen his character in so many of the girls in my house. And it has been such a source of encouragement for me in my time in college. Um, and they've just also been sources of prayer for me and people just who uplift his name and everything they, that they do. And truthfully, like they have used him in such great ways. And I hope that in the same way, I've been able to be that friend to other people in the house. Um, just be like a smiling face on those hard days. Um, just be someone that someone anyone can talk to and lean on. Um, I would like to identify myself as an approachable person. <laughs> um, and so truthfully, just like being that shoulder, that shoulder that someone can lean on on a hard day. Um, because we all have those. We need that. And kind of just being that friend to the people that have been that friend to me and the people that have it, <laughs> that I'm not super close with. Um, and I'm super excited to be able to like live in the house this year and be able to just develop deeper, fresh- deeper friendships with all these girls that I've known for the past two, three years. Um, but yeah, 
I truthfully think he has just used the girls in my house in ways in my life that are so impactful. More than I can think of the way that I've impacted their life. Well, that's a very humble answer. I think that was good. Um, so speaking of the girls in your house, how have you found community in your house? Um, and like specifically, I guess, more tangible answers, like how did you find it? And then like, what happens if you don't find it? Kind of touching on what I said earlier, like kind of being that person take initiative, like me asking my friend Aubrey to go on a walk or to go get, to go to the profit share. Um, and then there was two girls that I got put in a young life group together with. I got put into our child small group with, and then like another small group and just like them popping up in my life for so many times the first couple of weeks was such a, ble- was such a blessing because they're some of my best friends now. Um, but truthfully, like sometimes you have to seek it out. And in our case, again, with COVID, like we kind of had to, um, but it does take time. It takes, it takes time to develop those friendships. Again, touching on the fact that like me and you, we grew up with the same friends for 18, 15 years of our life. Um, but I think it's sometimes in college, like you just meet someone and you just have that instant connection which is silly to think about. Um, no, but, but it's true. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. And then these friends that I found, like our friendships are just built on who God is and wanting to be that person to each other. And so that's how I found my community. It did take me a little bit of time to develop that as it does anybody. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of taking those steps. It takes small steps at a time, but you get there. <laughs> no, for sure. And I think I was talking to someone about this a few weeks ago while I was still in Florida, but it's like, you have to seek it out because most of the time there are Bible studies Mm -hmm. or there's young life and like things like ministries like that, where there's girls in your sorority going, like there's bound to be at least one other person who's looking for community. And like, there's normally things set up for y'all to find each other. And even if there's not, I was talking to a girl in Florida and she was like, I realized there wasn't a Bible study in my sorority. So I'm starting it. And now Mm -hmm. I have girls coming and joining the group me. So it's like, chances are you're not the only one looking for community yeah and so just find one other person and then y'all keep building on that and praying and searching for people and like eventually you know like it takes time but like it will happen so even if at first glance you're like this is such a party school like no one's a christian (laughs) like because i thought that before um you still can find community so yeah but last question is kind of a little fun one I wanted to add because Abby is like a huge Ozark girl. And I know a lot of people listening are huge camp girls and Ozark specifically. And so just I wanted you to talk about what your favorite part was at working at Ozark this summer. And then like if there's anything you learned just like for fun, just kind of tell us about that. Because I, I know Ozark's just like a big part of you in a good way. You know what I mean? Yes. So I wanted you to talk yes. about it. Um, I could talk on and on and on about Ozark. And I'm sure people around me when I get back from camp know that. <laughs> but... At least this summer, I truly learned what it meant to rely on the Lord. Um, coming back as a returner, just a little more responsibility, like people looking to you to know what to do. Um, sometimes I looked at the situation and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't make a mistake. Like this is, and then when I would make a mistake, like I just feel the weight of that. But like, it's okay. And I'm there to serve. Um, and so truthfully, just like finding rest in the Lord alone and knowing that I am enough because of that and that my worth is found in him, not in the little mistakes I make on when you're, when you're working, you know, 24 seven around the clock at a camp. Um, but that place is just so incredible. And the people that I have met there, I cannot say enough good words about them because they are just people that push you to be the best form of yourself. 
and obviously like when you're in a community where no one has their phones and all you have is human interaction like that's gonna that's bound to happen but that place like I think that it is a place that just hands you opportunity and hands you so many resources to grow and that's I feel like as a staff member they that's their mission for you uh, obviously with mission for the kids but also like they want to pour into you just as much as they want to pour into these kids um they want you to grow and they want you to just be the best form of yourself which I think is so hard to do in the real world to real world today um but yeah just like learning to fully rely on the Lord in times of trouble and in times of convincing yourself that you're not good enough is something that I really learned because I know that this summer I could not have gone through without relying on the Lord. Um, but yeah. And also this place is just like coming out of last summer or coming into last summer. I remember telling my friends, like, I don't want to go. Like I'm scared. Like, I don't want to go. Um, but God put me there knowing that it was going to rebuild the confidence that I had lost my freshman year. Um, just planting that seed back in me and reminding me of like who I was in his name and not in what the world was telling me I was um and so yeah that place is just it it leaves me speechless every time I leave and like I was talking to my friends and we were talking about how like the last day we were just like crying uncontrollably (laughs) because it's just so sad to leave that place but it is just such a good reminder throughout my year of like how sweet the Lord is and like the work that he's doing not just at camp but also like in real life because it doesn't just stop at camp um but yeah so Ozark plug <laughs> yeah say rush Ozark everyone if you learn anything in this it's that you should work there um just kidding but also I guess if you want DM Abby on Instagram <laughs> I didn't even notice until later but it was too late to say that you're wearing a tri-belt shirt did you do that on purpose I did not but I am wearing <laughs> one I'm wearing um one of our high school friends shirts from when she went to Africa <laughs> so oh. plug Nikki um <laughs> But anyways, before we close, can you go ahead and just pray for anyone listening over yes, their rush experience? Um, dear Lord, I just thank you for this time, this opportunity to just um, point this time to you, Lord, as these girls go through recruitment, whether it be on the PM side or the active member side, I pray that you just have your hand over them, Lord, and that you remind them of who you are and the truth that you've put planted in their heart and the truth of who they are. Um, I just pray that they would be reminded of you in every single step that they take this upcoming season of recruitment. Um, And I just pray for these girls as they head into this next semester of school. I pray that you just remind them to walk in faith and to remind them that you have your hand over them at all times, God. Um, I just thank you for who you are and the way you love us. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. (laughs) But anyway, literally just so amazing i adore abby and all the wisdom that she shared from the holy spirit and it was just great but before we finish or close whatever you would say i read a verse in this like devotional thing that i'm doing and i wanted to share really quick because i think there's a lot of things we might be waiting on as we start this new year whether it's waiting for rush to be over it's waiting to figure out um what the year is even going to hold, um, if you got that job you applied for, if you got the position you wanted, um, you know, just waiting is also a constant theme of life, I think, as well, because, you know, 
that's something that won't change. So, anyways, I just wanted to share Psalm 27, 13 through 14 um, before this ends. But it goes, I'm certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. And I just think that verse is really cool because, you know, we're certain about God's goodness to his people and the goodness he will show us in our life. Um, And I just think it's really awesome to meditate on. So have an amazing week, no matter what you're doing and who you are. Um, I love you and you are awesome.